Hi, I'm Patrick Flessner, and I'm again at Gut Talks, double G U double T. Maybe we, we start a bit just, uh, you know, leadership is not a, a new word, obviously, but we used to hear it more if we talk about the general public, specifically in the political scene. You have the leader from this country or that country and whatever. And this is the first thing one would identify with, at least when you're a kid, you talk about leaders in that respect. And then over time, I mean, now the word leader is, is everything, even if freelancer wants to grow as a leader, leaders like at school, you know, young kids and so on. So the word has been diluted, but it's also being shaped in a different way to break this. Okay, I have, I might have very particular political opinions in general, uh, <laughs> but this comes maybe from someone who went through wars and things like that. So I kind of like question and criticize everything, but just analyze it, put it that way. And for me, using this word leadership, yeah, like, or leader on TV or in newspapers and uh, on, on the media in general. And for me, like, these are not leaders, you know. You mentioned those words about, like, readership, right? You spoke about uh, inspiration, execution, and so on. So, and, and here, it's like, we have people who are leaders, but who literally destroy the world. So, how can your book and your contribution and your talks and, and everyone else is in the space who have kind of a like-minded uh, way of thinking, help shape this and put this back on track somehow. Like, what's a leader? Yeah. Leadership is not something that is given to us. Mm -hmm. Leadership is something that we earn, that is to be earned and it's a privilege. And you are not a leader because you are highest in the hierarchy of an organization. You're not a leader because you're the chancellor of Germany. You are a leader because people follow you and want to be led by you. And I love this example. I don't know whether my neighbor listens to podcasts, but she's a teacher. And we talked about leadership. And she said, my director, the one heading the school, I think it's principal, I don't know the English term for this, thinks of himself, he's a strong leader, and he offers us leadership courses and leadership advice. But he's so arrogant, nobody wants to hear what he has to say. He's not a leader. He thinks of himself he's a leader. But nobody is following him. He's like taking a walk in the park, but he's not a leader. You do not become a leader because of your title. You do not become a leader of your role. You're a leader because people want to be led by you. So why my book, you asked for this question, it will help, hopefully, people to, to become leaders. No, leaders that others follow because it gives the people a framework they can use to climb the leadership ladder, to use it day in, day out, to systematically go about being more effective, making the right decisions, conveying the right messages, also balancing being hands-on, being hands-off. Let me let me give you another example. I mean, I've not always been a good leader. Also, I had to develop my leadership skills. And I struggled the most balancing whether I should be hands-on and tell what to do or hands-off. Mm -hmm. There was the time I was convinced, you know, micromanaging is really bad. So what I did was, you know, gave a task or told something and then didn't do anything at all. But the point is people want to be led. They don't want to be let alone. They want to be led. Mm -hmm. So leadership is also about, you know, finding the right position on a scale. In my book, I also talk about a leadership scale. Where do I have to be? If I talk about vision, about purpose, I need to be strongly involved. And the more it goes towards execution, the less involved I need to be if, if I have set up a, the team for success and a strong team. 
but there's low involvement. It's not no involvement. And strong leaders. There's another framework I, I learned from an INSEAD professor. It's called the leadership altitudes. Some leaders and then also leaders I work with, CEOs, thought, you know, now I'm, I've got a big company, a lot of money from investors, so I can focus on strategy now and partnership. But that is not leadership. No, this is also leadership. But, you know, there's also the point in time where the people need you, but you really need to go down, not from 10,000 feet to, to 1,000 feet and sometimes even to five feet and, and make your hands dirty because this is what is required from you at that point in time. So leadership is about being someone that others want to follow. And that what you're saying here actually goes back to customer experience also, because when you're working with, with customers, whereas it's B2B or B2C, it doesn't matter. When they see that the CEO, because you mentioned CEO, um, is involved, would talk to them, is there, it makes a massive difference. And also the employees and people in, in the company, because otherwise everything is like top down and they feel they don't have a voice. and. This is why maybe they want to move on or work with some other people because the experience that people have is not enjoyable. So they're not going to speak well about it. They're gonna not going to stay longer. They just want to move on to the next thing, probably. Interesting, you, you mentioned that one because that's quite frequent also. I mean, you mentioned yourself. It's like, no, I'm the CEO. I'm behind the scenes. <laughs> well, then don't be, you know. So I think you know, being with a customer is, is also a kind of rewarding and and it's about also understanding how the customer thinks i think also there i think you need to find the right balance if you're the yeah. ceo and you're you're always with the customer your your sales guides and ladies might say you know what are we here, here for so there's also thank i think it's also a balancing act in my book i write about shared goals shared goals is, is one of the pillars of the leadership house and shared goals are not goals or core core goals they are shared goals and why are they shared goals? Because I'm strongly convinced that if we build a strong team, have and higher grade people, better skilled people, better skilled in terms of their skills and their domain expertise. If you manage to create a team that embraces teamwork, why would we as leaders tell them what to do? Uh, For sure. You know, that's imposing goals on the team. And if you if you impose goals on the team, they they will remain your goals. But if you involve the team, your strong team, into the goal setting process, like magic again, they become their goals. It's what what they think we should do to turn vision into reality. And then you know they feel motivated, they feel the trust that you as a leader have in their capabilities. And suddenly you have such a strong team. But this is just one example of. I think misconceptions and in, in misperceptions also in leadership that leaders I work with always think, many of them at least, I'm the leader, I have to tell them what to do. And even leadership coaches sh- share this kind of message on LinkedIn. I've just recently see, uh, seen one says, you need to give direction. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Direction, yes, in terms of purpose. Why are we doing what we're doing? And vision, where do we want to go? But how do we get there? If you assemble a great team, Involve it in the goals, the goal setting process. Make it shared goals. Make it their goals, and you will see them do whatever they can to achieve them. And you can focus on leading them, on finding the right place, on the leadership scale, on making sure they execute, on 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 and empowering them. Yeah, yeah, no, you're making uh, perfect sense, and uh, it's also like they're connected to the values of the company and. You're talking about balancing it out. No, for sure. I, I didn't mean actually the CEO should do all that, but know what's happening, 
rather than probably just hear it from somebody yeah. else who would look at it in a different way. It makes a massive difference. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this episode with Patrick Flessner. Thanks for listening and make sure you listen to the next episode.